This is a Thunder Dog podcast. I'm an early bird and I'm a night owl, so I'm wise and I have worms. He's like Mozart, and I'm like Mozart's friend. I'm like Butch Cassidy, and Michael is like Mozart. <laughs> if you if you mess with Mozart, you'll get a bullet in the brain, courtesies of Butch Cassidy. <laughs> we call it hate ball because of how much Angela hates it. If I was buying a coffin, I'd buy one with thicker walls so you couldn't hear the other dead people. Yeah, I got a game. It's called Work Hard So My Kids Can Go to College. Why don't you grow something that everyone likes, like candy? I have my own crossbow range. It's a perfect situation for me. I'm not one for making speeches, but my heart is very full right now. What's up, people? Welcome to Michael Scott Gives Me Social Anxiety. I am Brad, and with me as always is... Evan, and today is our first episode where we have a guest. Oh, yeah? I'm joined today by my puppy Lola. (gasps) Lola! She's hanging out on the bed with me. Ooh. She's all cuddled up in a fuzzy blue blanket. She's taking a nap. Okay. Evan, what do we do here on a weekly basis? Well, every Friday, we get together, we talk about... The American classic sitcom, The Office. We talk about the characters, we talk about the events, and most of all, we talk about how much those characters and events uh, hurt our hearts. The social anxiety. And, and not in a, yeah, not in a heart attack way, in a social anxiety way. How much they make us want to cringe and curl up in a ball and just cry because the world is unfair. And this time, we're talking about episode season two. Episode 3, Office Olympics. Office Olympics. Now, before we get too far into this, um, I, I believe we have we have a segment wherein we uh, explain what happens in this episode in a rather minuscule amount of characters. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a little blue bird would talking to us. So if I had just, just, if I had to describe this, I'd say that. Yeah, please do. The Office Olympics is mostly about how Michael goes to condo shopping with Dwight and ends up begrudgingly buying a new home and in their absence Jim searches the office for the best games that his colleagues play when they're bored and as a result the office olympics are born and bonding between the co-workers ensues oh that's sweet oh yeah what what would you say though what happened here well according to me yep uh, this episode is about while Michael is out buying a condo he definitely can't afford and Dwight is assisting him Jim hosts the first annual Office Olympics, with events like Flonkerton and Full Coffee Foot Race. When Michael returns sad, Jim gives him a gold medal and he cries. That's that's very specific. Do they call it Full Coffee Foot Race in the show? Because I do no, not remember that. But they don't say it, but they're they're running around with full mugs of coffee. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a good name for it. Good naming. Much better than Flonkerton. I don't know. That's the uh, how Icelandic paper companies do. True. This is paper show- snowshoe race, is what it's called in America? Box of paper snowshoe race. Ah, yes. Well, cool. Let's get right into it. I have all the events written down. Oh, d- <laughs> <laughs> You are so good at that. I love that. <laughs> there are five events. Evan... The Office Olympics is obviously a very important time in the office, especially on a day like today. But what are the kind of events that happen in the Office Olympics? Well, in the first annual Office Olympics, Mm -hmm. there are five events. 
Only some of them are named specifically, and we only see some winners, but I wrote them down best I could. Mm-hmm. The first event is Flonkerton, or in English, Box of Paper Snowshoe Racing, as we mentioned. Uh, it's Kevin V. Phyllis, and Phyllis wins. By a hair. By a hair. Uh, that's because Kevin doesn't have any. The next event uh, is How Many M&Ms Can You Fit in Your Mouth? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin goes unopposed, so obviously he wins. Yep, intimidation. Uh, the third event is some sort of game of horse. Mm. Stanley v- versus Phyllis. Uh, currently, Phyllis is in the lead with an H.O., whereas Stanley has an H.O.R., mm-hmm. but we don't see who actually wins. No, we do not. There's a lot of cutting, nope. a lot of cutting in between, but we'll get into that after you're mm-hmm. done listing them off. Uh, the fourth event is Guess Who Comes Out of the Elevator Next? Everyone in the office participates, and Ryan wins. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth event is the full coffee foot race, as we mentioned before. And we don't see... No one wins because Michael and Dwight come back. So they all go back to working. Concluded without a victor. Yep. There's a lot of cutting in this. There's more events than that because obviously there's a bunch of medals been given out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I know that Jim, like, has... Jim has a medal. He has two by the end. He's got a bronze and a gold. Well, is that the same medal? Because bronze is just gold on the other side. I'm pretty sure there's two separate ones. Um, Yeah, because okay. he's wearing both of them together. A lot of cutting, so like you know that there's more mm-hmm. than just those games, and obviously the games aren't full. But I yeah. love how, like, in my little speech I say that there's office bonding ensues. Are we just going to get into it? Let's just jump into it, right? Yeah, we got to just jump in. Yeah. The opening ceremonies for the Office Olympics had Jim, Pam, Kelly, maybe Kevin. I think Kevin was there. Toby, for sure. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone that you know just does not want to work. Yeah. But then as you see the games going on and on more, you see that more and more people join. Like Phyllis pops her head in to play Flonkerton, and Stanley mm-hmm. even yells at Jim to be like, hey, I'm gonna like I'm playing a game called Living My Life the Best Way I Can for My Kids kind of thing. Um, as your yeah. quote at the beginning also cited. But then later Stanley's in there and Stanley's playing. He's playing the horse oh, game. Yeah. And Oh yeah, he was so mesmerized by Kevin when he's eating the M and M. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's so impressed or like amazed or something. It's hilarious. Horrified? Yeah, maybe. Could I'm sure be. it's a mix of all those emotions. Um but like this really shows that like and this, I'll get on to this point again a little bit on another point. This shows that the people in the office don't like like that fun and can have fun together and like can mm. actually be friends for a couple moments. Um, it also yeah, shows that Angela. like, yeah, except Angela, which is another thing I want to talk about. Um, uh-huh. Pampon. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, that's what she calls it. Oh, I love that. Um, man, I did not hear the names at all. I should have listened closer, I guess. I just enjoy the episodes when I watch them. I think Flonkerton was the only one that got a name. Yeah, like that was hardcore disgust. But yeah, yeah. Kevin mentioned the game. How many M and M's can you fit in your mouth? Yeah, and that's not a very good name. No, it's it's a little wordy. Yeah, but what I love. Okay, so we're skipping the whole Michael plot for right now. Michael's out of here with Dwight. We'll come back. We'll come back. Yeah, Michael's out with Dwight. Searching for condo, boring, whatever. It's definitely the B plot, so we'll get to it after. Yeah. Office Olympics is the better half of this. Well, it's the eponymous aspect. Mm-hmm. It's which the hip- means the, the part in the title. 
it's the hippopotamus aspect of this, correct? Yeah, which means it's the larger part. Yeah. The hippopotamus part. Exactly. Because the hippopotamus is the largest animal in all of Africa. If, as far as I'm In all of the aware. world. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, that makes sense. bigger than a hippopotamus. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, don't at me. This also shows... So Jim is alone and he's bored. Boss is gone. Mm-hmm. Enemy's gone. And he goes mm-hmm. around and finds out that Oscar plays a game when he is... When him and Kevin are bored. And they play a little paper yeah. football game. Which... Yeah. And they keep score for years. Yeah, two years long. Yeah, they have a two-year record of the score of their games. That's crazy, eh? That's a commitment. Yeah, that's commitment to literally not using that page for anything else. Yeah, and always having it like semi-hidden underneath a bunch mm-hmm. of papers and stuff. Um, hilarious. Also shows that Oscar and Kevin goof off, too. So far, we've only oh, really yeah. seen Jim being the biggest goof-off in Pam 2, obviously. Um, yep. But, like, now you know that Oscar and Kevin do that, and then Oscar tips off to Jim to go see Toby. So Toby yep. goes back and... Pl- I mean, Jim goes back to play Toby's game, and I love how he's like, yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah, they call it Dunderball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, have Toby show you Dunderball, which obviously he plays with Kelly, because the way the office situated and Kelly's standing there while Jim is in her seat. Yeah, that was my, that was bad, when it was just like they're tossing the ball back and forth, and Kelly's just standing off to the side because Jim's sitting at her desk. I'm like, come on, come on. (laughs) I'm sure it was a mutual thing. I'm sure they both liked it i don't know she looked <laughs> not very comfortable oh yeah oh. or enthused yeah i don't know i wonder who wins that game between those two i don't know how you win is it yeah. a team game or are they competing i think they're competing i think they're trying to get the ball oh i don't know i assume I don't know. it might be like tr- a team game where they try to see how many they can do in a row before yeah. like they get interrupted or something yeah maybe I thought it was, like, uh, throw the ball against the wall and have it go past your opponent, but maybe that's not sort what Sort of it like is. squash? Yeah, but then I feel like they'd be doing it a little more aggressively. Maybe it is a team game, because you're right, it looked like they were aiming comfortably. They were definitely just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just to lull the other person into a false sense of security, though. It's strategy. <laughs> it's all those mind games. You know how mind game Toby can get? A mind game. Yeah, he's an HR. Yeah. He knows how to use humans as resources. <laughs> exactly. Um, but is there... That's the last game before Jim starts the Office Olympics, right? No one else has a game that he learns about? Yeah, because that's when he goes to... Stanley. Um, that's when he goes to Stanley and gets told uh, it's called hard work. Yeah. So my kids can go to college. Yeah. Work hard so my kids can go to college. That's a boring game. I don't want to play that one. No, I'm gonna not do that. Yeah. Good. As you as you hear about in episode one of Midnight Music. <laughs> My next note is just the office of Olympics begin yogurt lid medals. Gold, silver, and blue. Mm-hmm. For gold, silver, and bronze. Yogurt lids. And paper clips, which are nice. This is like actually a big episode, eh? Because this comes back. Does it? Yeah, it does. Okay. People remember this episode in the... This is an important moment for the people in the office. And I'm kind of glad to see why, because everyone does bond so nicely when Michael and Dwight are gone. What's your favorite mm-hmm. sport in Office Olympics? Um, I would probably go with... Guess who, guess who comes out of the elevator next? <laughs> it just seems so inclusive and easy. Like, there's no, like, physical requirements for it that, like, yeah. anyone can play. Yeah. All it takes is knowledge of 
the office and like the other people in the building. Yeah, who's on the floor? It's a it's a mind game. It's like chess. How did Ryan? How's Ryan the only one that won that game? Um, I don't know. Maybe like once one person said something, it's off the table for everyone else. I wonder how many people are on that floor. Probably not a lot. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm sure it is only the office. It's probably only one or two offices. Yeah. It's probably Dunder Mifflin and Bob Vance's ref- ref- or Bob Vance. Bob Vance Vance Refrigeration. Vance Refrigeration. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> yeah. And everyone in the office is there, <laughs> unless it's mm-hmm. Michael or Dwight. Yeah, which would uh, be bad. That would be bad. I guess it could be one of the warehouse guys. Oh yeah, true. They but might what... come up on occasion. Yeah, like Roy or something. But yeah, I think elevator is my favorite game yeah what's your favorite game i don't know i like the idea of full cup foot race foot hot coffee full cup foot race whatever you called it um i just called it full coffee foot race but full coffee foot race i like hot coffee foot race could be good full cup foot race hot coffee hot cup mug time yeah (laughs) there's a lot of names we could call it like mug sprints Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, I liked how I don't think I'd be very good at it. I would spill that coffee almost instantly. Ooh, but I'd spill it all over the place. I love how there was joy on Toby's and Oscar's face while they ran around. And there was cheering. Oh, yeah, cheering. they were actually having fun. Yeah, there was cheering from the crowd all around them. Like, really, like, it's so nice to see that yeah. everyone can bond together. And They were super supportive even after Michael and Dwight came back. Like, they, were, they literally clapped for Michael twice. During the closing ceremonies. Yeah. The moment that made me cringe the most in this episode was when Michael and Dwight walked back in the room and everyone, everyone walked back to their like, seats. And mm-hmm. it's not because that's a bad idea, but it's become because Jim was sad. Because Jim was like, oh, I don't want to lose this. Well, Jim's like, come on, the, the timer's still going, guys. Let's finish it. Let's yeah. go. And like, that, like, that's what makes me cringe. Jim, just sit down, please. Like, be normal like everyone else for a second, because they have the right idea. They can't be seen. Yeah, usually Jim's the most self-aware one. The one that's like, oh, well, that's how the office works. I got to make make it work. Yeah, 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 exactly. For like a real workplace. But yeah, and every, oh, everyone sits down. And you just feel the energy sink out of him. And from mm-hmm. Pam's um Pam's little interview with the camera crew and stuff. Mm-hmm. When she says that, like, Jim's really enthusiastic and really good at doing things he's interested in, but the issue is that doesn't happen. Obviously, Jim yeah, needs this. the problem this. is he works here. Yeah. Jim needs this. This office Well, the thing, thing is, the thing is, Jim says in one of his interviews that he finished the expense report in five minutes, mm-hmm. and he closed two sales on his lunch break. So he literally still did his full job for the day while still having fun. So I yeah. think, like... Maybe the job's just too easy for him, oh, and that's yeah? why he's bored. Like, you know how sometimes in, like, younger grades, like, the smartest kids are the ones that get in the most trouble? Because they get bored. They get bored, so they just, like, start bugging other kids or whatever. Yeah. That's Jim. He's too good at what he does, and, like, like I don't know. I don't know whether it's just, like, he doesn't care, so it's easy, because it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, I made a sale, like, fuck it. Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's just because he just doesn't care. Because it's like it's like working a job that you don't have a major interest in, kind of thing, where you lose that mm-hmm. that drive to do better. Because I'm sure he can make more sales, but I'm not sure if he's obviously not the best salesman. Dwight is the best salesman, 
And I wonder where Jim is on the salesman ladder, if he's number two mm-hmm. or if, if Stanley's better than him or Phyllis or something. Yeah, I'm sure it's that boredom. And then, obviously, this was fun. Everyone's excited. Everyone's cheering for each other, for the, like, which is a very uncommon occurrence in this office. And then suddenly the energy dies down. But if Jim just sat down in his chair, like everyone else did, like, like running away. Like when sad, but fine. Yeah, exactly. It would have been, like, better. But that just Jim standing there just, like, staring at everyone as they retreat back into their old lives, which they should do, which is the right thing to do. Like, Jim made that moment so emotionally cringy for me. And that was the moment that I wanted mm-hmm. to die the most. Um, oh, I have a different moment, but it's in the Michael storyline. Perfect. So do we want to switch over to that? We sure do. So Michael is uh, becoming a homeowner. Yep. Condo. He's going to buy a condo. Which he's been talking about for a little bit. Mm-hmm. With the oh, futon he made, thing. Well, like, his story starts with making Ryan come in, like, two hours early before work to <laughs> deliver, like, a McMuffin. Yeah. And then just being like, all right, thanks. <laughs> So, when I first started watching this episode, that cold open really got me. Because, <laughs> oh my god, like, mm-hmm. that that might be one of the, that's the worst cold open so far that really, like, hurt me on the inside. But then that gym moment took, it, took the cake for me. But those two moments together really kill me. So, yeah, Michael is becoming a homeowner. Mm-hmm. And so, for whatever reason, Dwight really wants to go. Support his friend. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, be some kind of sort of weird advisor. You would think that he would rather stay in the office and, like, be king of the domain. Yeah, manage the people. But instead, he's like, no, I want to be Michael's puppy dog, basically. I want to just follow him around, do what he does. Yeah, Dwight asks if Michael's bringing a lawyer, and upon hearing Mm -hmm. the answer no, he wants to fill that lawyer role. Yeah, can I be your representation or whatever? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they go, it's, it's a nice looking condo, I guess. Mm -hmm. A lot of white. It's a very white place. Yeah. Is that just like a thing for new homes where you just choose what you want to paint on it? Um, it could be. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm not a new homeowner or I don't shop for homes, sadly. Um, but yeah, so they go to the condo. It's, it's nice enough. And like. His real estate agent is there, who I think becomes a yep character, right? Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. looks familiar. Yep. I can't remember what her name is though. Uh, not Karen. That's Jim's. Not Joyce. Katie. No. Katie. Oh well, Karen's later. Yeah, Karen is yeah. Rashida Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, she's pretty. Anyway, uh, um, I don't know. The real estate agent becomes a thing, but um, that's not the point. So yeah, we're in the condo, and he's looking around, and Michael's like, hey, this is like a little bit smaller than the place I'm at now, but he's he's renting now, so he's buying, so it's better, and Dwight uh-huh. just doesn't it's understand It's still an that. upgrade. Yeah, still an upgrade. Um, but then, like, the condo owner or whatever comes in, Yeah, the... and Michael starts doing, like, an SNL sketch, and that fucking hurt. Like, that got what? you? Yeah. That was your moment? Yeah. Like, when he's just, like... Because he's not even really saying words. Like, I'm not familiar with the sketch from SNL. It's apparently yeah. Mr. Bill. 
Yeah. But he just starts, like, making, like, moaning noises in front of... <laughs> this strange Potentially man. the man he's buying a home from. Yeah. Like, you want him to like you. Stop trying... Yeah. Stop doing this. Like, Michael shakes his hand so professionally, and then upon hearing his name goes into that skit. And you're totally right. Uh. Like, Mr. Bill, I guess his name is. Like, he stared yeah. at the camera, like, scared, because he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I don't but, either. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have to Google that skit then, I guess. Apparently, someone gets, like, like crushed or ripped in half or something. It's something uh, like that. I don't even know. Probably in a comedic way. Maybe not. Maybe that's the issue. But, like, oh. You're trying to buy a house from this guy. Stop. Stop. Just stop. Yeah. It's like one thing to like be, one, he's a stranger. Two, he has like, there's a business thing going on here. There's exchange of goods and services. Like, yeah. 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 Oh my God. It's not a good time. Mm-hmm. Certainly not. Um, so he looks around the place. He loves it. He's talking it up. He's talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to put a plasma a screen here. on that wall. And Dwight tells him that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. In case his neighbor throws his wife against the wall, then your plasma of course, falls yeah. and breaks. <laughs> Dwight hates the condo. He is doing nothing but hindering Michael's decision-making process on mm-hmm. purchasing this thing. But he's also a farm boy. Like, yeah. He's used to, like, wide-open spaces, nine bedrooms. Crossbow only range. Only one bathroom. Yeah, a crossbow range. Yeah. Beats, as far as the eye can see. Yeah. I don't really care about this half of the episode, to be honest. I It was okay. It was fine. Dwight was the funniest part of it. Yeah, for sure. But also, just to touch on what you just said, Dwight says that his bathroom is in under the porch or something, or under the deck or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, yeah. But then we find out later that his bathroom is... He has an outside, outhouse outside. Um, uh-huh. Also, this is the first time that Dwight introduces Shroot Farms and yeah. um, and Moe's with a picture and stuff. Yeah, good old Moe's. Yeah, so that's a nice little detail that's added in there. Um, I love Moe's. Yeah, me too. Moe's is a good one. <laughs> Moe's did not like being Moe's. Yeah, I'm sure he did not. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he was, was like a, a director or something, right? He was a writer on the show. Yeah. And they just, like, tossed him in. And he would usually only get, like, one line. Mm-hmm. And then he would do it. And they'd be like, eh, it's funnier if you say nothing. <laughs> so he would have to do it again with no lines. And then, yeah. like, he had to wear this, like, really itchy fake beard and wear, like, fully cotton clothes in California during the summer. Yeah. Or, like, fully wool clothes, rather. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like potato sacks that he's wearing. So, like... He was sweating, and, like, he never even got to say anything, so apparently mm-hmm. he hated it. Yeah. But he's gone on to make Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and The Good Place. Oh, wow. So that dude is doing great. Don't yeah, worry about him. He's fine. Um, Good for him. But, yeah. Yeah, Michael um, sure. So the condo, like, Michael is – Dwight's starting to change his decision-making process, and once he gets to the point of buying the condo – Mm-hmm. Michael's just so stupid with his money. I don't know. Well, like, okay, so on the way to the condo, Michael got mad at Dwight about, like, I don't know what you do with your money, what you buy with it. Mm-hmm. And then Michael, yeah. not he, wanting to Because lose... he b- took out a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. He put on a pair of sunglasses and was like, check it out, Terminator. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you do with your money. Like, yeah. those are probably, like, $5 sunglasses, if not yeah. cheaper. Like, Michael... how are you coming at him like that? <laughs> 
<laughs> when you're going to buy a house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you get some pretty good commissions. Yeah. Michael doesn't Michael buys the house with a thirty year mortgage, which he'll be yeah. paying till he's seventy. Yep. Because he doesn't want to lose seven thousand dollars. Yeah, if he doesn't if he walks away from the deal right now, he loses seven thousand dollars. So instead he commits thirty years of his life yeah. to paying off this house. His retirement is gone. His and obviously it turns out well for him, whatever, but like what a silly decision. And then they're sitting in the car they're sitting in the middle of the floor eating their chicken shawarma, deciding how it's a good idea, showing that Michael can just like either really well hide how he's truly feeling or mm-hmm. is like a well, chameleon. In that and scene he's stupid. feeling good. Yeah. And then he gets back to the office and he is not happy. Yeah, no, he's obviously he's trying to convince himself to to be happy with the decision he mm-hmm. made. <laughs> Cuz he put himself in a terrible situation again. He put himself in yeah. the worst place he could possibly be. And that's on he him. He realizes he can't he realizes he can't afford it. Like Yeah. Cuz Dwight mentions like refinancing, like paying it off early and just being done with it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm, I don't know. And then the the real estate agent mentions like, oh, a lot of people just like rent out the third bedroom, so it's a little extra income, cover the utilities and stuff. Yeah, that might have been like that was a really good part of the episode when Dwight. <laughs> yeah, and then he like so Michael as a reward for Dwight supporting him throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Basically says, you have to live here now and. You're paying me five hundred dollars plus utilities a month. Yeah, for a four year contract wa- to yeah, start. Then it's monthly. Four year lease. Yeah, then it's monthly. Then it's month by month. Yeah. But if he gets a girlfriend, then Dwight's out. <laughs> yeah, which is fair. Yeah, um, because everyone knows when uh, a man and a woman start dating, they need three bedrooms. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> and very important. a lot of families don't do income properties. It's very silly of them to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Dwight. I love I love his smarts in this. Yeah. Dwight has his beat farm. Dwight has everything that's perfect for him ever. He's set up for life because he's a smart person. Dwight is yeah. so, like I am upon this sixteenth time that I'm watching the show and really looking at it for this podcast. Dwight is so smart, just so mm-hmm. fucking weird, just so weird, but so smart. When he's preparing Michael to go out to see like to see the um the house michael's all shuffling around looking for things and dwight's just like pulling out his cell phone giving it to michael like organizing papers and things like that Mm -hmm. dwight's awesome and then he smoothly just keeps asking michael questions about like what are the rules where do i put my terrarium where do i put my terrarium with snakes and lizards and stuff and like yeah it's like an aquarium but for snakes and lizards yeah are we gonna carpool the aquarium yeah (laughs) yeah stares into the camera um, are we going to carpool to work? Yeah. Can we switch cars to work until Michael yells at Dwight? Yeah, just blows up. <laughs> yeah. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> Offer revoked. Um, yeah. Which is exactly what Dwight wanted. Yeah, he because Dwight's does not set. want to live with Michael. Yeah, Dwight's set for life. Um, yeah. On his beautiful little beet farm. I love that. I love Dwight's mm-hmm. smarts in this episode. Especially because usually he's not great at picking up, like, when to... I don't know. Sometimes he's just, like, 
stuck in earnest mode, especially when he's dealing with Jim. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he doesn't understand when it's a joke and when to, like, switch to being funny or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't realize when people are lying to him. But then in this situation, he immediately, like, without even taking a second breath or whatever, yeah. jumps into this plan to avoid living with Michael. Like, without without turning him down. Yeah. Making it him, making it Michael's decision to mm-hmm. to lose that five hundred dollars for four years every single month. <laughs> yeah, so he's still like a schemer, even though a lot of the times he doesn't pick up on other people's schemes. Yeah, exactly. So that was a good moment, and then they came back to the Definitely. office, and then makes with the office Olympics. Yeah, and that's when two storylines become one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Jim wanting to complete his games makes mm-hmm. the closing ceremonies about um, Michael pretty much because he yeah. bought a condo and he gets gold medal for that. And mm-hmm. his condo's in America, so that's why they play the national anthem. Yes. So that's what I wanted to mention. Yes. Uh, during the national anthem, everyone has their hand on their heart because mm-hmm. uh, that's like a sign of respect or whatever that Americans do. Yep. I don't know. We're Canadian. Well, we but... do. We could do it too. Yeah, sure but gotta... I feel like it's a more American thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Like, everyone does it in America. I f- yeah, I feel like you see it more in American media than you do in Canadian. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's but because then... there's a lack of Canadian media. So everyone has their right hand placed over the left half of their chest, so, like, their heart. But Mr. Kevin has the wrong hand on his chest. He has his left hand on his heart? <laughs> yeah, so he has his <laughs> left hand on, like, the right half of his chest. <laughs> Oh, it's not on his over his heart. No, it's over he's his just other. totally mirrored to the rest of everyone. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my good golly gosh! I did not notice that, <laughs> but I really wish I did because that's Honestly, hilarious. I wouldn't have if he was alone in the frame. Yeah, but because like Oscar and Angela were also there. I think maybe not yeah. Angela because Angela didn't participate, but like Oscar and difference. someone else was there. Uh. <sighs> I saw the difference, and I was yeah. like, hmm. That's not right. Kevin doesn't know his lefts from his rights. Oh, my God. That's too funny. <laughs> do you want to go, puppy? I can. <gasps> Lola. She's leaving me. Lola, no! Michael gives a very heartfelt speech. Mm, yeah, I guess so. About, about being his heart. I can't tell if he's, like, happy because the office is being nice to him or still just sad. Yeah, sullen. I feel like he is sad, but this is a nice gesture. But he's like, mm-hmm. 30 years is a long time. I feel like the shot, so there's, like, obviously The Office has re- bred a lot of memes lately and nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the shot of Dwight, Michael, and Jim on the podium should be used more in memes and stuff. Because they're all looking like, in what di- context? I don't know. I just feel like it should be more publicly used. Because Jim's staring right into the camera in, a, like, a super crazy way. Michael's, mm-hmm. like, on the brink of crying, and then Dwight's looking like something else. And I feel like those three, being the three main guys, I don't know, I just feel like that picture should be used more. But maybe there's a reason that there's not. Well, if you can come up with any memes, we'll tweet it. Yeah. Well, maybe I will. I can meme it. I can meme it up a little bit. Jim has a picture of himself on his desk. Does he? He does, and it just stares at him. <laughs> and it's so weird, because it's, like, legit Jim looking at the camera from the picture frame. 
which makes me a little upset. Do you think that's a joke? Like, does Michael or does Jim think that's like funny, or does Jim just have a picture of himself on his desk? I don't know. I wonder. Well, maybe it's a joke. I wonder if he has like a, there's a kid in it that I didn't see or something. But you can clearly see he his face, have any kids. or like a nephew or something. I guess he doesn't does he have, have nephews siblings? either. He talks about nephews later. Yeah, he's got two brothers. And then also that, I feel like Angela glares into the camera in the similar way that uh, Jim like l- looks inquisitively into the camera. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone's got to look into the camera that is their own, and I appreciate that. Yeah, like Angela's is angry, Jim's is like bemused. Mm-hmm. Dwight Pam's looks for is uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dwight looks. Michael for, looks like... for validation. Yeah, and Dwight looks for like, am I right? Like, like you agree, you know, kind of thing. And Kevin just doesn't understand what camera is, so he's looking at it, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, I don't think Stanley ever, Stanley ever looks into the camera. No. Maybe a couple times, but it's just kind of, like, over it. Yeah. Sort of, like, all right, this is stupid. Let's get over it. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm ready to rank some stuff. <laughs> Evan, welcome to Hi. MSGMSA. I know you're new oh, around you. here. But let me tell you about the... Am I? Th- what? Am I? Who are you? Who? Lola? Star-Lord? Who? <laughs> Evan, we have three lists. I know you know what they are. I what do are they? they are. What are I'm they? I'm familiar with these lists. The first list is mandatory viewing. If you're trying to get through the main plot of The Office as fast as you humanly can, uh, is this episode necessary to understand what happens? Episode two it or episode two, episode two. no we've already done that one yeah we have uh list number two is quality ranking how good is this episode how does it stack up against the other episodes number three is cringe factor this social anxiety factor it's where we get the name of the show mm-hmm. how much how much pain did we feel in our hearts this episode uh, I'm really going for that heart pain vibe today, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. A little heartburn a, action. Do I feel heartburn? Uh, is coffee giving me heartburn? Is that it? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Coffee gives me heartburn. Um, it does sometimes. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah, of which... This. Speaking of which, do you think this is mandatory viewing? Hmm. I think that's tough. I don't know. What, what do you debate? think? I said, I, I, I gave my answer first last time. You did. I think it's a yes. Okay, why? I think that this episode doesn't seem important right now and may not be important to the audience, but is important to the characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Though it does take a long time to really realize that. Okay. We love saying this. So it's this. a long game sort of thing. Yeah. It also sets up some major plot points. Michael gets his house, which is seen later. Not that important yeah. to the plot of The Office, but, like, you see some things that relate to it. Um, mm-hmm. You meet the real estate agent? Yeah, exactly. You introduced to that, which will become a major thing pretty soon. Um, yeah, you see what The Office can be kind of thing when mm-hmm. Michael's not there, which is nice. You can see Jim's leadership and Pam's creativity and the office's unification process while Michael and Dwight, the two biggest narcs, aren't there. The only reason I'd lean towards no mm-hmm. 
is because of kind of just how boring Michael's plot line is. Yeah. I think that's more of a quality thing than a mandatory viewing thing. I was just about to say, you saved that for our second list, which is coming up pretty soon. Because, like, but generally speaking, I don't think Michael buying a house is, is like, super important. Because, like, if, if we go to a later episode and Michael host something at his house i'm not gonna be like wait michael lives somewhere yeah 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 no way everyone just assumes that they live somewhere like they have to have somewhere to live and like i think at 40 it could be safely assumed that michael would own something Mm -hmm. so i don't think it's so like important to the overarching plot that that can be a reason Mm -hmm. but Let, let me hit you with something else Hit me, me with it. And audience who Sock is listening who is listening to this episode. Allow me to break the fourth wall a little bit. There's something else I want to talk about, and we are already past that part. Jim and Pam in this episode. Mm-hmm. Pam is Jim, Pam, mm-hmm. and Angela in this episode. Angela's <laughs> Jim and Pam. Can I just say mm-hmm. the names over and over again and then get my point Jim across? Pam, Jim Pam, Jim Pam, Jim Pam, yeah. Jim puts on this amazing show. With everybody mm-hmm. included, includes everyone, makes it a fun time for everybody. Pam notices, and Pam knows the skills gyms can bring to the table because mm-hmm. they're smart, right? She's you can got an eye on them. Yeah, exactly. You can tell that Pam is having the time of her life during this time, making little crafts like she likes to do, mm-hmm. skipping work and playing with her friends pretty much, like they're kids again. Um, yeah. She loves that. And then the minute they're with Angela talking at the water cooler – which, by the way, we were talking before about them being, like, friends before who drive each other home. Mm-hmm. Now Pam walks away no. from Angela in a rude way because Angela's being rude after she says that she plays a game of how many times Jim gets up to walk to Pam, Pam's mm-hmm. desk Pam and talk to Pam. Yeah, Pam Pong. This is a turning, I think this is a turning point for Pam to realize how much fun she's having with Jim and how mm-hmm. much fun she could have. So and that romantic relationship. In the episode... Like, the first time we see Jim and Pam, it's foreground Jim at his desk, background Pam, mm-hmm. and Jim, like, just face plants into his desk. Jim dies. And we cut to Pam's interview, and she says that they have a deal where Jim dies of boredom sometimes, and it's Pam's job to revive her him. Mm-hmm. Very cute. I like that a lot, to be honest. So, like, they have, like, little little inside jokes, which we knew. We knew yeah. they had, like, schemes and memes. Yeah. But, like, this is, like, we have a deal where, like, we rely on each other. Yeah, exactly. For, like, for life, pretty much, is what mm-hmm. the metaphor there is. Um, yeah, to, to survive the office. This, this place that they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with that added component of that love connection um, that is still building slowly but surely, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's also another reason why this is important. Because I think Pam does realize that she -hmm. has a lot of fun here. And though she's not mentioned in this episode either, Katie is still a presence in Jim's life. I believe it is. And more with the romantic stuff too. I think it is. Especially for what is going to be in the future. It is going to set up some things some different contradictions for the future, which is going to cause some chaos. Yeah. I don't think this is like a hard yes, but I yeah. think it's, it's a more of a yes than a no. I could, I could agree with that a hundred percent. 
Yeah, it's like a 55% yeah, like, yes. Only because like this does play like, the long con of being yeah. important to the characters in there, but whatever, right? Yeah, if you're doing like super duper like quick viewing, then this might be an episode that gets cut. But like yeah. if we're just doing like our typical like if you got time quick viewing. Yeah. <laughs> then then uh yes. This Yeah. Plot wise this, is, yes this is we are both agreeing right now that this is a yes. Mandatory. Yes. Check. <laughs> Let's talk about quality. Quality. I like this episode more than other episodes, but I also like it least in other episodes because the Michael yeah. plot is just, I don't care about the condo stuff. Yeah, it's very, like, divided into really, really good with the Office Olympics. Mm-hmm. And then, like, not bad, but just kind of, like, dull with, yeah. like, Michael's Office antics or Michael's condo antics. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of just him walking around an empty white void for half an episode. Yeah, and like and making then jokes being and stuff. sad. Yeah, making jokes and stuff. So it's fine. Like Dwight's the. I feel like Dwight's the best part of that. Um, yeah, Dwight's definitely the stronger half. Yeah. Um, the thing is that the Office Olympics is fun, and I like it a lot because it makes me happy seeing the Office all be friends together, and I love that teamwork definitely. aspect because I because I love being part of a team. Um, mm-hmm. but. Like, the Office Olympics, like, that's fun, it's cool, it's funny, it's cool, but, like, it's not that, it's not as good as other things, you know? Mm-hmm. There's other secondary plot lines that are better than the Office Olympics. Definitely. So, how does it compare to, let's say, last episode? Last, last episode, episode, we have ranked at seventh place out of eight. Last. Yeah. Yeah, so second last. So, how do we compare it to last episode? Which was sexual harassment, in case sexual you don't remember. Harassment. Yeah, I'm just looking for the episode lists. Um, I think I think I like it more than sexual harassment. Yeah? Not a whole lot more, but like I feel like the highs in Office Olympics are much higher than in sexual harassment, whereas like even if the lows might still be kind of low. Yeah, I didn't like last episode um, as much as I thought I would. Season yeah. two. It was kind of two. a disappointment. Yeah. But so I would agree it goes above season two, episode two, sexual harassment, but below the Dundies. Season two, episode one, the Dundies? Yeah. I don't think I can so put it above still... the Dundies. Yeah. And I think what's and like this is a good episode. I think it'll stay relatively top middle kind of thing, like in that little range mm-hmm. there as time goes on. But I think so what's it? It, it is now the seventh place. Yeah. And it pushed one. season two, episode two down to eighth place. So it'd be seventh place then. Yeah. Yeah. So I think seventh place is a good place for it right now. Yeah. I find it interesting that all three season two episodes are next to each other. Yeah. We got a little pack of season two. Yeah. They're trying to get consistent. Yeah. But apparently not consistently good. Yeah. Because well, they're like. Not bad. I guess compared the to the rest six of Six to eight rank of nine episodes. Yeah. The lower half. Yeah, like the only thing worse is season one finale. Yeah. But the cringe factor, Evan. The cringe factor. The cringe. How how cringy? How cringy are you? How cringy? How crunchy are you? How crunchy am I? Um, yeah. I'd say like a cinnamon toast crunch. Mmm, the taste you can see. <laughs> um, I don't think this episode was super high. No, I don't think so like, either. The there's two moments. Mm-hmm. Two There's boys. the Mr. Bill thing, 
the two oo boys mm-hmm. are the Mr. Bill thing that mm-hmm. Michael does. And when Michael comes back to the office and everybody splits and Jim tries to keep it going. Yeah. Those are the only two moments that really kind of get you. Everything else is kind of like positive. I'd also added the cold open for three U boys. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cold opens. Not. Yeah. Definitely not great. Yeah. And then also like a minor U boy is when Michael doesn't understand uh, the mortgage thing. Yeah, yeah, very minor. Like, oh, yeah. it's it's a ten year thing, and she's like, no, it's ten years fixed, and then it's, but it's thirty years. Yeah, but I feel like that might have been Michael's strategy to get out of the deal or try to back away from it. Well, no, because he was like all into it or like somewhat into it. Like Dwight had put a damper on things, but he was still going for it. Yeah, until he was like, oh, it's a thirty year commitment, not a ten year commitment. Oh. At least in at least in my eyes, like yeah. that's the thing that kind of flipped the switch for him because that's when he was like, "I have to go outside," and then he just kind of like knelt down and like, shivered. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for a long time. Um, I guess I interpreted that as like that's Michael's back away plan, but I think you're, I think upon rethinking about, it, I think you're more right on that one because I don't think Michael's mm-hmm. smart enough. Like obviously, Michael felt trapped and everything, but yeah, clearly Michael seven thousand like dollars is the difference. Yeah, yeah, it's enough. Yeah, but I, overall, I think the two we mentioned first, the cold open and then the mortgage misunderstanding, were kind of minor-ish ones. Mm-hmm. So I think it goes pretty low. Yeah, I'm thinking between healthcare and hot girl. So that's episode three, season one, season one, episode six. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could also. Oh, healthcare. Healthcare has the one huge moment of like him walking out of the office at the end of the day, and then being like, "So what's the surprise?" And he's like, "Ah." Oh yeah. I has that, and I don't think even the two moments in this episode combined can beat that one moment. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, but I between... think there's more than Hot Girl. Oh yeah, no, it's not. It's nowhere near Hot Girl. Like it's better than Hot Girl. Hot Girl was nothing. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good place for it between season one, episode three, and season one, episode six. I also think it could potentially be between episode four and episode three because, ooh boy, why this is just qualit quantitative. Let's say let's say t- two and a half oo boys versus that mm-hmm. one oo boy. Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like it's one mega oo boy. Yeah, it's a pretty big one in in uh, healthcare for sure. You know what? I can yeah. I can I can dig it there. That's where it belongs because this is. Yeah, because I didn't even realize the mortgage stuff. Like that didn't really get yeah. me that good. It's got me obviously, but I obviously interpreted it a different way. The cold open, mm-hmm. even the the Bobby thing was like the gym thing was the biggest one for me. The Bobby thing was like yeah. sort of halfway there. Um, and the cold open was also sort of halfway there. So yeah, I agree. Cause when Michael does not have that surprise and he was talking about it all day. Yeah. Like that, that hurts. And I still like remember when he was like, now. when he was like, Oh yeah, I brought you ice cream. And then everyone's like, that's not the surprise. Right. And he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was supposed to be, but no, yeah, of course not. 
yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah, and Dwight and stuff, and cutting everything out. Yeah, Count Chocolatus. Mm. Sounds tough. Yeah. Hydrodentalplosion okay. or whatever. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's put it in between All right. healthcare and hot girl. It is in the books as the eighth most social anxiety inducing episode of The Office so far. Excellent. Sounds good. I appreciate so that to, placement. Yeah. To recap. Yep. Mandatory viewing. That's a that's a yes mm-hmm. for for us. Quality ranking. It's ranked number seven between the Dundies and sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Social anxiety factor. It is ranked number eight between mm-hmm. healthcare and hot girl. Mm-hmm. I like that. Good placements. Evan. I got some pancakes to make my for oh my gosh I got some buttermilk pancakes to make for my family so let's uh let's tell the people let's wrap this bad boy up let's tell the people where they can find us well they can find us a great multitude of places mm-hmm. they can find us they can listen to the show wherever podcasts, podcasts are sold oh sorry yeah yeah wherever podcasts are sold Apple Podcasts Google Play Stitcher Spotify all them other things mm-hmm. all them places. All them other podcast providers, whatever makes you happy, you can mm-hmm. probably find it. Uh, you can follow our exploits on Twitter at msgmsa underscore pod. Mm-hmm. P O D. Um, you can follow our parent account, Thunderdog Radio, on Twitter and Instagram. Our papa um, account. It's at Thunderdog Radio, all one word, no no punctuation Necessary. involved. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else? Am uh, I missing something? Nope. I'm pretty sure that's it for right now. All right, that's everything. <laughs> all right, good episode. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, why don't you go feed your parents? Okay, we'll do. Bye, buddy. Oh, is that how we're gonna end it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I'm cool with that. Sure. That's funny. All right, I'm hitting stop. Yep, me too. Stop recording, please. Thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog podcast. <laughs>